Hey everyone, great to have you back for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Hey, we had an incredible time in Texas and they gave you a new name, Atula the Hun. Is that, that's a southern name. I think so. I, I kind of like that name. I think, Billy, you just gave me a new nickname. Thank God I'm not a barbarian evangelist or anything like that, but Atula <laughs> the Hun sounds much better than uh, what I think he called me a barbarian. No, no. Um, You're a crusader. crusader. I, don't know. I don't know what he did. But I just thought of you with this long hair in a bun. That's the only thing I could think of. I, I know it's a lot more than that. <laughs> you with long hair in a bun. <laughs> a man bun. <laughs> a cinnabon. Okay. Oh, Lord. Pass the... I think maybe I should grow my hair long just to fit the can name. You? I can. Okay. I mean, there might be a little bald spot in the middle, but outside the edges, I may have a long hair. Hey, we can get you one of those hair extensions. <laughs> they go right in the middle of my head, right? Oh, okay. So if you're still with us right now, uh, pray for us. Yeah. <laughs> we have a great topic today on courage. Yeah. And uh, we shared about that in Texas. Uh, what would you think about our time in Texas at all? You know, Pastor Jason, that was a great time. Um, my first time being in Texas, and I, I was thinking how how important the body life is, how important, like, you know, you may, we have churches all around the world and we have churches in America and we don't miss a beat, whether we're in Baltimore, whether we're in Texas or whether we're in Ohio or in Chicago, it's the same heartbeat. We are all connected by the Holy Spirit, all of us. And I thought that was, was what I take out of there, got out of Texas was just like how our hearts were so knit mm. with, with each other in Christ and those people oh my god what an amazing bunch of people they're uh, as Billy calls them a bunch of hoods <laughs> they are I mean they're on fire for God they yeah. have a vision to have churches in all over Texas the angry podcasters man Billy in Kansas they're a, they're a riot they are they're full of life and they're excited for the word and what God is doing and what the Holy Spirit gives such a liberty to just to be themselves and enjoy the love of God and and share the love of God abroad to everybody they come across and you know, Colton yeah he's what an amazing guy he's fearless you know you talk about the angry podcast the angry Christian podcast and the name kind of you got kind of like ooh what's they going to talk about but they're so full of love and they're not afraid to talk about the taboo subjects like, um, you know, like you with a, with a hair extension. That's yeah, really, yeah. The visual on that's a little scary. But, it is. It is. Thank but, God but, we don't have a YouTube video. Otherwise, it would be a really scary one. Yeah. We'd have to censor that a little bit. But, no, honestly, the body life I felt like, and it's amazing, like the body, you feel like you're at home. Because our common focus, our common center is Christ. It is. And it was nice to see we were there for three days. There must have been about six, seven new people that first time came, hmm. which shows that the Holy Spirit doing an amazing work in that town of Woodland. Hmm. And God is moving. There's a fire in these people's heart. And they are all excited for what God is doing in their lives. And I, just to be a part of that was a great honor. And your brother, Pastor Chris, Thank God for him. Thank God for the vision and his wife, Gosha, and their son, Caleb. Yes. Yeah. Great pastor, great family. I, was, I just want to give them all the love because, you know what? It takes a man to, to hear from God and to go a place by faith. And, you know, and that's what courage is. It takes a courage to go and to move your family from across the country. 
not knowing what's going to happen, but trusting God. And I remember somebody said, first three years, there was just not much happening. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, it's exploded. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, just by way of quick review, I mean, they were in Philadelphia. They, they planted or they uh, rebuilt a church there, and then God put Houston on his heart. And I love what you said. It takes courage to look beyond the natural to stand in the strength of another and say, hey, God, if you're in this, I'm in it, and I'm trusting you, and we're going to walk by faith. I think that's one of the greatest demonstrations of courage in Hebrews 11. And you want to talk a little bit about courage yeah, today? Yeah, yeah. Or whatever's on your heart. Yeah, thank you. I got the floor now, right? <laughs> giving you lots of room. You know, I, um, I, I'll start with this and I'll give it over to you. I, my yeah, heart, damage control. I'll do the damage. Yeah, he'll do the damage control because you know what? It's a podcast and we're we going to speak our mind and our heart and we have the liberty to do that. And that has been taken away sooner than later. You know, we see what's happening in our country. And I was just uh, burned in the last few days thinking about how uh, America... It's a land where everybody wants to come and visit and be a part of it because it's a land of milk and honey. It's like they mentioned in Exodus 33. God told Moses, Moses, there's a land of milk and honey. But after those verses, Moses went in a tent and spoke with God. And that's what's supposed to take place. And that's what's happened in our land here. We came here because it was land of opportunity. And we brought God here. We can worship God. We could worship Jesus Christ. We have the liberty to go out and evangelize. We had liberty to go out, have churches. Today, you have liquor stores that are open. You have casinos in Las Vegas that are open. But churches are not allowed to be open. Mm -hmm. That bothers me. It makes me very angry inside as a believer because we are not supposed to sit back and say, hey, we're just going to have service Outside, are we not going to have service? No, sir, we are going to have service. And I love what John MacArthur is doing. That's the kind of Christians we need to be. 80-year-old man who is sold out for God needs to stand, and he stands up for the gospel, for what he believes, because that's your First Amendment right. And you know what? It's to every Christian that is listening to this podcast. It's time to wake up. It's time to say, you know what? I am not going to take the back seat anymore. I am a born-again, Bible-believing, sin-hating Christian with a lot of conviction. And I'm going to stand up for the truth. And the truth of the matter is, we are not going to sit back and we are not going to have our churches closed. Mm. We should have our churches open. No matter what, what the government... What, they're going to lock us every lock every one of us up? Well, come on over. We are right here, 6025 Moravia Park Drive. We'll be right here waiting for you. <laughs> like, come on now. I mean, is that what we want? To live in a fear? What is the opposite of courage? It's fear. And that's what Christians have become. They have become... They have fear in their heart. And the Bible says, 1 John 4, 18, perfect love casts out fear. Mm -hmm. And fear... God wants us to be courageous. When... When Moses went and stood in front of Pharaoh, he said, let my people go. That requires courage. Moses had a courage to stand before Pharaoh and say, you know what? Let my people go. Well, here we are today in 2020, and we are losing our freedom. Tyranny is taking over. We're losing freedom. It's time to stand for what we believe in. It's time to be awakened. It's time to, be, time to show our courage. It's time to show our courage. Because when you look at America, it's sitting on a cliff right now. Mm. What's going to happen? It's going to tip over. It's just a matter of time. 
It's just a matter of time before a cliff it falls over the other side of the cliff. It's time for every Bible-believing Christian to stand up for his right to preach the gospel, to stand for the truth. And every preacher that thinks that he needs to close his door, it's time to make a stand and go and open your doors. God will honor that. Yeah. The only thing that we can do in our nation is we need a third awakening in our nation. I really believe, I really believe that's happening in our churches. I believe that is happening in our church in Greater Gersville Outreach and all across. We were in Texas. We see the revival taking place. And I think God wants that. God wants to give us the revival. We are here. People need to get excited for God. People need to pray more. People need to have prayer altar all over the places in their homes, in their lives, in their cars, in their hearts. It's time. It's time. We cannot let the devil take over. We own this. Mm. Your wow. thoughts, Pastor Jay? No, very stirring. I, I think of uh, living in a communist country. I, I see, uh, you know, I used to live in the Eastern Europe and in the country of the Ukraine, and I would see just the tremendous stripping away of identity that communism or a Marxist mindset produces, that in the survival of the fittest, and um, we're going we're gonna to do this, we're all together in this, and it sounds very good, but it's just pure humanism. But the believer has a great authority here, and I agree with you. I think we have uh, taken... We've lost our focus on who we are, and we've lost our courage because we're living in total compliance. Now, I believe in honoring our leaders, but not at the expense of dishonoring God. And I just um, I think uh, about, about the purpose of the church, and what a great time we had evangelizing in Texas. Uh, people are broken. Uh, in the area we were in, in particularly, there was a, a rise in suicides between the ages of 18 and 24, because people don't have a word. People don't have the ability to, um, to muster up the strength. But really, you know, survival of the fittest, there's that lie uh, of humanism. But really, it's the broken, it's the weak that God makes strong that will thrive. And I think when you speak about courage, is, uh, it's standing in the strength of another. It is hiding in the shadow of the other. In the other. It's moving in the power and authority of the Holy Spirit. And I, I love Daniel chapter 3 with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because uh, they, were not, uh, they were not careful to answer the king. They, they were fully persuaded. They were 100% convinced in their heart that they were going to honor God. And what happened? When they were in that furnace, God only delivered them... Uh, the things that were binding them, they, all the things that bound them were, were removed. And they didn't even smell a smell of fire. And what happened with their decision, it changed the decree and law of the nation. I wonder if as Christians, as we uh, push back, and what I mean by that in Proverbs 24.10, we don't shrink back, we push back, we initiate another spirit, we evangelize intentionally, we pray harder we speak lovingly and intentionally and without fear what would happen we could change the face of this nation now 
with you, I am very burdened with all that's going on. And we know our, our, our answer is not in politics or a program or even a person. It's really believers on their knees. It's believers being active. It's uh, being shaken to wake up people from an ignorant stupor or from a sleepy stupor and to say, hey, listen, uh, there's a chain of events that is happening and will increase where you and I as believers, uh, you as a believer, can turn back judgment and give more time as we're on our knees, as we're active in our Christian faith. Because let me say, it, I mean, our faith is worth nothing if we're not active in it, you know? I mean, if we don't believe it, Romans 3.3, 3, it, it does not cease to, to be true. It's true regardless if I believe it. But so many Christians can miss the experience of courage and Think about that, Ephesians 6.10, standing and operating in the heart and strength of another. You know, how about in failure, the courage to get back up again? Uh, when trust has been broken, the courage to love again. Why? How do we get that? It's based on the words of Christ. It's based on the Bible. How is it that we can forgive when we've been mistreated? That's courageous in Joshua 1.9, Daniel 10.19. Do the courageous thing today. You know, I'll just say this and I'll let you shoot here. Um, I'm, I feel kind of like Texan language here, shoot and, shoot and boot and everything. But uh, you got a belt buckle, by the way. I did. I need sunglasses. There's so much bling on that thing, you know. <laughs> anyway, let me get this out before I forget it. So, <laughs> bling on the thing. Okay, we'll just let that. Okay. We'll, did you? We're not going to exegete that. Okay. <laughs> David's mighty men were chafed in the mind. They were. And I love that in 2 Samuel 17. These men had crossed a natural threshold and they were no longer reasonable. I think as Christians, we can be very natural and reasonable, but when we're filled with the Spirit, there's kindness, but there's boldness. And the chafing of the mind is, is like, it's really unpredictable. People looked at David's mighty men, they were like, oh my goodness, how, we don't even know what to expect with these guys. But they were courageous. Why? Because they were fully committed, fully persuaded, fully focused. And maybe you're listening to this and saying, I'm none of those. But listen, we stand in the strength of another. We just enter into his presence and God gives us what we, we so desperately lack. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think the only way when you look around our nation today, and <clears throat> we lack courage especially when it comes to the believers. There's a lack of courage in our hearts today because we have been so complacent over the years, over the decades, that the enemy has just literally taken it out of the race. And we are just very comfortable being in the box. And I, I remember you mentioning in the message a few days ago that people have been so comfortable that they have just have their 2.5 kids and a car and a beautiful 401k and life. That's where Christianity has come down to today. But I was thinking today, like, how can we change this country? I was just thinking about, like, how, how do you combat the change? The young generation today, the un under the age of 35, they want Marxism. They want socialism because mm -hmm. they, want, they want everything free. They want things free. But what happened? We learned from the history. It doesn't work. Nothing is, free. nothing is 100 million people have died because of socialism. Look, we're, here we are. 
It does not work. But in order to change the nation, you got to go after the young people. Mm. They're open. Colleges, high schools, we need to draw these people. We need to go out and share the gospel of love and hope and say that God is real. Their God is alive. He is the one who will make a change. And if we do that, we could see our, our awakening in this country. Yeah. That, those are the people that will bring forth the third awakening in this nation today. Amen. I mean, <laughs> I remember Perestroika in the in the early 90s um, when people had thousands of dollars in the bank in the Ukraine. And in one night, it was worth a spit. It was worth like a couple kopecks. Now, I pray that doesn't happen to our country, but you can see how inflation can change and bring a nation to its knees. So what we're enjoying, the prosperity that we're enjoying now is such a blessing and it's because of our roots it's because of god and if we think we're blessed for any other reason then we are we are miss we we are we are we've missed it because um you know when we understand that the health of a nation and prosperity of a nation is god then we are thinking with god now think about this maybe you know you think about young people and my heart is for them as well and just thinking that how is it that to reach our young people. Well, it's intentionally being in the moment with them. It's encouraging them, celebrating what they're celebrating, but having a simple faith, agreeing with God, these are a couple things that help build courage. Simple faith. Like, I'm going to believe it, even if I don't feel like it, if no one else is doing it, I'm still going to believe it. And that will defeat sophisticated darkness. Simple faith defeats sophisticated darkness. Secondly, Agreeing with God, agreeing with God, not popular culture or popular ideas, but what is God valuing? What was God's heartbeat? These things build courage. And then we walk in the authority of God. Because you know what? The nation that we love, um, there are many believers that are quiet. And I, I think silent consent is very dangerous, but I think maybe, like you said, many don't want to rock the boat. Well, it's time to rock the boat. It's time to uh, prayerfully move with fear like Noah did in Hebrews 11. And verse 33, it says that they were weak, but God made them strong. And you read through Hebrews 11. I mean, they're all action words. They embrace the promise. They confess the promise. They believe the promise. They walked in the promise. They were very much faith-oriented and uh, we need that today. Yeah, we, we need the Gideon's faith. We need David's faith. I mean, picture David, a little shepherd boy, just in, in a field, taking care of the sheep. Here's Goliath. I mean, nine-foot guy. And there's Saul sitting there. He's head tall over than all the other Israelites. None of them had the courage to go and stand before the Goliath. Mm. But what did God do? God called a tiny little guy out of nowhere. He said, David, come here. Let me, let me bring you in. Let me ta have you take care of Goliath. You kind of look like David uh, a little bit. Yeah, now <laughs> I look like David. <laughs> I'm a Tuladaha, now I'm David. But, but you know what? It required courage and yeah. faith. Amen. And it was the Holy Spirit that moved. 
Yeah, and that's a, that's the big. That's, that's important. What we talk, that's important. It's not your faith. It's, it's not my strength. It's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, Amen. Holy there Spirit brought yeah. David and used those stones to kill Goliath. Holy Spirit, even Gideon had questioned. He was questioning God. God, show me something. Give me signs and wonders, right? And God gave it to him. Sometimes we, that's what we need to build your faith, build your courage. But you know what? Is that what we need? Do we need some people? That's what they need. Some, some people, it's simple faith. Some people, it just need. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to take a chance with God. Let the Holy Spirit move. I believe the Holy Spirit is moving. Like, it's moving. I mean, we see that in our different churches. We see that in people's lives. People are, I mean, we see in our church here. I was just, uh, when I came back Sunday night, when I came out, out of the car and we got in the parking lot, there was this, all these young people who are excited for God. It's the Holy Spirit that is moving in their hearts mm-hmm. and the excitement. And that could manifest from person to person, person to person, city to city, community to community, house to house. God wants to move. We just need to take have the simple faith like you said. George Mueller said, have a simple faith. Faith. Say to God, and God will provide. Don't have to question God twice. Mm. You just say it, and it would be done. And if it doesn't get done, amen to that. But that's what we we need. We need to have the simple faith. I mean, if God, I love what Pastor Shadow said a few weeks ago. The Holy Spirit brought those animals into the ark. I mean, Noah was shouting for year after year. Yeah. But there was only eight people in the ark, and the ark didn't have a Utter. I know a joke about the. There was a funny joke about. Oh, we are the, talking about anointing. You're talking about joke. I know. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I mean, the aardvarks were I'm upset on the ark because there was only two ants. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That okay. Was my bad joke. Whoa, whoa. Now, now think <laughs> about this. Okay. Now that I've freaked uh, everybody out. Uh, uh, that was uh, good. On. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I mean, for a second. <laughs> I know that was way above like, our pay grade. Yeah, it was like, what? I mean, I mean, think about it, honestly. How about courage in a marriage? How about courage in your job? You have a demonic boss or crazy, hysterical worker. Let's say courage to not quit. Amen. When everything is saying run away, how about courage to get away from addiction or pornography or courage to be second or third, or how about last? Like God looks at courage uh, and says that in Isaiah 66 too, that's the man I'm looking at. I'm looking at the man or woman for that matter that will go beyond the natural and say, hey, listen, uh, I'm going to present a living Christ. Because, I mean, you know, we were had a group go to Frederick. Uh, by the way, check us out at GG Frederick on Facebook. It's awesome. It's kind of a new outreach we're doing and it's just every week something great happens. something great and god says if you go by faith i will meet you there now our nation humanistic secular uh relative um godless atheistic when you have somebody with courage like look at samson okay when you look at hebrews 11 why is samson in hebrews 11 it's because this guy messed it up but in his great weakness God says, I'm going to knock down the house. Think about it. Blind, pushing a mill wheel. And there was a little boy that put 
the hands of Samson on these huge pillars. A little boy. And you know what? He said, Lord, give me strength one more time. And he killed many Philistines, more Philistines in his death than in his whole life. I mean, this is, this is what happens when we go by faith. The impossible becomes possible. See, God demonstrates his power, his presence, his perseverance there you go. faith. Mm. Right? That's the word. <laughs> I had to make sure I get it right. You speak know. English pretty good, <laughs> pretty by good. the way. But you know what? That's what God... <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> All right, Dr. Dobson. No, I care about you, Oh, man. <laughs> We're having fun today. <laughs> hey, but, courage. This is so good. But we need that. We yeah. need that because we can do the impossible things possible. You know, God could take uh, something that is by sight doesn't look like it could be like the greatest man who ever walked on this earth his life was full of sorrow full of trials for 33 years nothing went right mm. but he showed courage every step of the way all the way to the cross because he had a purpose life he knew why he was on this earth mm. and he knew what was going to happen at the end of the day he finished the work so our Today we are not we're not any we're not talking about politics. We're simply saying to all our brothers and sisters who are out there listening, tell other brothers and sisters, it's time to be awakened. It's time to stand up for the truth. It's time to not to live in fear, but to show courage in Christ. Show courage in Christ. You could be the Samson. You could be the Gideon. You could be David. You could be Peter and Paul. It's time for us to take that uh, uh, conviction in our hearts. Say, you know what? We're not going to back down anymore. We will go and we will pray on our knees for our nation, for our brother and sister to be awakened so we can change the direction of our country. And it could only happen by prayer and have the Holy Spirit just move from mm. city to city and have our revivals in our churches. It's time for revival. It's time for revival, prayer revival, evangel. I mean, I love what you said. Be courageous at your work if you're a believer. Share the gospel. With. Ask God, give me an opportunity today so I can share the gospel with my friend or my co-worker or my brother or my sister or a stranger on the street. It's time to tell people to say, you know what? I am not ashamed of the gospel. Romans 1.16. I am, we are not ashamed of the gospel. Yeah. We want to tell people in these last days about Jesus Christ. More and more, more and more important today to share that like ever before yeah I, I think when you say the root of fear is self-preservation i'm self-oriented right yeah and god is like listen i i've given you authority over over everything you're looking at i mean he proved that to peter he walked on the water he says you want to do that it, it's going to happen you know and i i just <laughs> i mean i love what you're saying because we need to be stirred up because uh, I don't know about you. I pray for courage every day. I mean, so Lord, so give me your wisdom, your strength, your courage to not be intimidated by people's faces or potential loss. Or because again, courage is not in our ability; it's in our identity. We keep saying this: it's not in our ability because we will lack. But it's in our identity. It's like, okay, God, who do you say that I am? I was talking with a young man today. It's like. Just the past is in his heart and in his mind, and, and he relates to himself based on his past. And God says that will 
steal courage. Overthinking will steal courage. Overanalyzation will steal courage. But what builds courage? Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe and I pray, but I also act. And I just think one of the greatest demonstrations and actions of social justice is to evangelize. So put that in our pipes and we're going to smoke that, if we could say, because... And why I say that is because people need to be heard and loved, but led beyond themselves. And evangelism, listen, it's all, it's all like going in circles when people in their lives, they don't have the answers to their addictions. They don't have an answer to their, um, their pride or their, or their stiff-necked or their depression or anxiety. But your words coming out of your mouth from, from the authority of God will lead them beyond themselves, and they'll actually uh, discover the purpose of their life. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, right, because you know what? God wants to transform all our lives, but he wants to demonstrate all the information that we have through his tra- transformation. Mm. And we need, to do, we need to pray that would happen to every single individual out there. It's time. Time has come to be bold and to stand firm and have convictions and say, God... I, if nobody's going out, I am going to go out. I am going to make the difference. It's time has come for believers not to think about themselves, but to think about God. And it's all about God going forward. You got to fall in love with God now. Hmm. You got to fall in love with God, not the things of the world, because there comes and they come and go. But the truth remains. Yes. The truth is that God loves us, and God wants us to. Take this message beyond our front door and tell every single person that crosses our path. You know what? Jesus is for you. Jesus loves you. It's time for a revival. Amen. Well, i got to close with this one verse, and I, I love it. Second uh, Timothy four seventeen. And this may happen, right? Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me. This is when Paul was deserted. He said he was alone in verse 16. No man stood with him, but the Lord stood with him, strengthening him. And by the preaching might be fully known of the Gentiles, might hear and was delivered out of the mouths of lions. And the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me into the heavenly kingdom to whom glory and honor forever. Think about that. You may be alone. Like D.L. Moody said, I'm one man, but I am one. And God's ordained you to do something and to to find the will of God and to do it. And you may be alone, but you're never alone because the Lord is strengthening you. He's putting power, authority, conviction, hope, joy in your life. And these are things we have to internalize and remember. I love this. When I first got saved, one of the pastors said to me, you're never alone because the Holy Spirit is right inside of you. Mm. You You should never fear because the Holy Spirit is right inside of you. Have courage to take the step of faith because the Holy Spirit is guiding you, leading you, and preparing the way for you so you could conquer whatever you want and live a life of a believer that everybody sees and look at you and say, there is life in this man. And that life just resonates to everybody that is around them. Yeah, and what's the worst thing that can happen? Nothing. Well, we die. We die. We go to heaven. It's and we a go pri- to heaven. It's a privilege. Yeah, there you I go. I mean, you know, I mean, do we fear death? Heck no. So that hey, was... Oh, now you're swearing. 
<laughs> you copied. Did I did I? No, I was gonna say. Did I say score right now? No, you're just. Oh, we got to delete. Just kidding. <laughs> hey, everybody! Thanks for being uh, with us and uh, have courage today in the Lord. He is for you. He sees mm. you. He hears you. He's working on His behalf in your life. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome. Thank you.